0: <laughs> Straight
1: up <laughs> evil Leave the dog alone Because the dog didn't do a damn thing And now you're trying to feed him Your bodily fluids shall
2: kill all of your right. and Everybody's And had a dog fish A, fish a tampon, animal tampon animal out the garbage It ain't right But you can pretend like you will. A dog <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> that was a Wow.
0: I could literally All oh, right. Rage. I dated episode. We do
1: it I, we oh, do we we're every time on all
2: other episodes always pissed off. I, I hate lying. bitches. fuck the lying bitch. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to
1: another episode of Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Hi! Now that we're finally <laughs> done with Henry Lee Lucas, Quinny, oh, they are. We are out of the bleed out season. Out of the bleed out season. Sliding right into screaming infidelities. We're going to start out with (laughs) an update episode of some of the cases that we have already covered that have had some new developments. So all the cases that we reference in this episode, we will link the original episodes in the show notes. So if you have questions or you want to go back and review what we said, you can check that out. I would just like to give each and every one of us a gold star at the beginning <laughs> of this episode because Carly came to us last week and said Quinnies all of our listeners are emailing and saying please talk about Casey Anthony Ugh. and we all collectively groaned <laughs> and we were like no we don't want to uh, do it like please the
0: worst we had to but we did we gotta- it because we because we gotta we gotta respect our uh, listeners. We yep. We love our Quinnies. We, we just love hate our her Quinnies. so fucking much.
1: It's just very difficult to listen to her talk for any for really any period of time. It's difficult extension to look at her time. fucking face. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's also just her face and just her the way that face. she is. So yeah, we are going to talk about Casey Anthony. We're going to talk about Delphi. We're going to talk a little bit about Brianna Taylor. And Carly is going to get us started with an update on Vanessa Guillen. Crazy. This is crazy crazy. Yeah.
0: Straight
2: up update. If I ever heard one, it is.
0: So November 29th, just a couple of weeks ago, Cecily Aguilar, in case you forgot who she was, the fiance or girlfriend of Sergeant Aaron Robinson, well-renowned stargazer. She waived her right to a trial in the murder of Vanessa Guillen and she pleaded guilty to one count of accessory after the fact and three counts of making a false statement. Granted, I want her to be guilty of much more than that. Of all the things. All the things. She is facing a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison, a $1 million fine and the possibility of 12 years Supervised release after serving her sentence. She's never going to pay that fine. Like that's not going to ever. No. I don't understand no. how that's even a factor. But I wonder if fine. they can just garnish your wages like forever. I'm sure they can. So obviously, like she's not the only one that was involved in the murder. Her fiance, Army Specialist Aaron Robinson, was involved. But Cecily herself was indicted on eleven counts for her involvement. So like comparatively. Her one count of assessor after the fact and three counts of a false statement, again, is not enough in my opinion. No, But again, at least we don't have to sit through a whole t- jury trial and whatever. Like she, yeah, her, her family right. doesn't have to do that. Exactly. If she had pleaded not guilty, they were going to be set to go to trial this coming January. But either way, so Vanessa Guillen's sister Mayra was in, um, at the hearing when she waived her right. And she says, um, outside of the federal courthouse, she told reporters Mayra said, I comfort myself in knowing that she'll be locked up for the most of the rest of her life. I hope she has time to sit and think about what it is that she did and how she impacted our lives. And I hope that it happens. In our Vanessa Guillen episode, we mentioned the I Am Vanessa Guillen Act that was being fought for. This previous December of 2021, President Biden did sign into law the $770 billion National Defense Authorization Act for 2022, which is a defense spending bill that includes portions of the I Am Vanessa Guillen Act. Act of 2020 so the ndaa um, authorizes a five percent increase in military spending and it's addressing issues that include how service members are tried for crimes that they commit while serving mm-hmm. and it actually removes investigations into military sexual harassment and sexual assault from the service members chain of command love it wow, which is great love great and it offers them protection against retaliation for reporting the allegations because that's mm-hmm. a huge huge problem Yep.
2: definitely
0: huge problem just in case if you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted you can receive confidential help by calling the rape abuse and incest national network hotline at 800-656-4673 there's a couple more updates there have been some changes made at fort hood since vanessa's murder they did a 103 day investigation into the overall climate at fort hood from that an initiative was started called operation people first which is defined on the military's website as an initiative designed to read build trust through action to be a sustained effort to affect permanent change across the force honestly great do you want a gold sticker for this Mm -hmm. yeah because you're not going to get one
1: Little. what i mean
0: yeah like okay and honestly the only way that they'll know if it's initiatives working is that they see like actual real measurable changes change Right. People Mm re-enlisting, the number of reported sexual assaults, sexual harassment, if the case numbers go up or down, like how long is that going to take to see any sort of measurable change to see if it's even doing any good? I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but like, no, uh, no, it's like, do we really? Also Fort Hood has a new commander of the third cavalry regiment, which is Vanessa's regiment, Colonel Kevin Bradley. They got rid of the other guy who was of absolute no help when Vanessa went missing and then was subsequently murdered good luck to this guy he knows he says it's not easy coming into a new position like after such a major event but he acknowledges changes need to be made thank you captain obvious but yeah. good luck to you. Okay. I like how the captain on True
1: Crime Garage calls it a nothing burger. It's such a nothing burger. <laughs> it you know? is. Like, so. it's just, it doesn't even mean anything. I feel like, like... all of
0: that is a nothing <laughs> yeah. burger. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Okay. So much. Thank, like, you. Like, Bye. thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so still dead. She was like still killed on the base like, and like brutally murdered. And, brutally and, yeah. murdered. Also, you did nothing about her previous sexual harassment slash like anything like that. Also, do you remember the time that you had the suspect of Vanessa Gian's brutal murder in, custo- Osteady, in custody, right. and then you let him just peace out. <laughs> just let him
1: leave the base. Time? He Just drove off of the I remember I remember. Hey, that remember
2: time. that time that you failed ethically?
0: Because like I oh. do. They have made some changes in like, how the training goes through their leaders. They're going through extensive updated training. So that way, allegedly, all the leaders know every step of the process in reporting sexual assault and harassment. There are now 42 full time professional victims advocates at Fort Hood.
2: It really sounds to me like they're just like sh- trying to sugarcoat they it a lot. Are, you are, know, covering they it up. Are are. Yeah. We're going to do this and we're going to do this to be better. Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Too little, too late.
0: <laughs> they bolstered the SHARP program, which is the sexual harassment assault response prevention program this is how they bolstered it by adding in-person simulations to the training i mean i love simulation training but i'm not satisfied by that that's not satisfying to me
1: no what are you like what are you gonna do about like lavina johnson what are you gonna do about like all of these other women who have the exact same story like what like what are we doing to address that honestly.
0: Well, Quinny's, did you know that they (laughs) did add lights and emergency call posts. Okay. And they now do, in fact, have one missing person liaison for the second biggest fort in In, the Army, in the military In the country, Honestly, if it's not Carly, that person is not qualified. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Like, sorry. I would gladly take the job. Lastly, this, this could be good, but again, do you want a sticker? One of the changes that they're making is instead of marking a soldier as AWOL, or absent without leave, they are now categorizing those soldiers as, quote, absent slash unknown category. Okay. So this could be actually kind of good. Good. Because Mm -hmm. like we said in Vanessa's episode, there was that other soldier that had gone missing that they labeled AWOL, and they ended up subsequently finding his body during the search for Vanessa, labeled as AWOL, and therefore his family wasn't getting benefits for the entire year that he was gone. When right. he did not go AWOL, they just label
2: anyone AWOL and, like, a seemingly if there's any, don't look right. for them. And then, if just there's any the sort family. of suspicious activity right. surrounding them, it's just, right. oh, they're AWOL. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Now
0: we don't have to pay the benefits. And then if we do find them, we can arrest them. Like, fine. Right. So luckily, maybe that'll do a little bit of something. I will give them that. They're going to rename Fort Hood. They're going to rename it after Richard E. Cavazos. I'm hopefully pronouncing that right. Who is a native Texan and the U.S. Army's first Hispanic four-star general. Interesting. That's actually interesting to me. Yeah, I'm interested. There's been one physical change at Fort Hood, a new gate was dedicated and named after Vanessa Guillen, which is the gate that leads to the barracks for the Third Cavalry. First of all, if you're going to be renaming the fort anything, mm-hmm. rename it after Vanessa Guillen why not yet why not the End won't be enough but like fine i would be slightly happy with that a fucking gate a gate a gate a, gate. Okay. a whole ass gate so there we are at least cecily's going to prison for a yeah. long time at least at least she's not wasting not.
2: the family's time with her i'm happy bullshit with that anymore I'm happy yeah. with that
1: all right Quinny. update on the brianna taylor case
2: yes a reminder for all of our listeners brianna taylor was 26 years old when she was fatally and wrongly shot and killed in her. Louisville, Kentucky apartment on March 13th of 2020 when at least seven officers forced entry into her apartment as part of an ongoing investigation that was regarding drug dealing operations. However, they were executing a search warrant at the wrong address and she was fatally killed in the raid that took place that night. I wanted to talk about this update, you know, a few months ago when it happened because obviously it's been two years now since she's been killed and we've all been waiting a long time for something to happen with this case anything at all. Unfortunately, on Thursday, August 4th of 2022, 2 years like I said after she was wrongfully murdered, current and former Louisville, Kentucky police officers were charged with federal crimes related to her death. What I'm going to read next is this is straight from the justice.gov website. I'm going to I'm reading it right from this so that there is, you know, No mistakes to be made. So the first indictment charge was for former Louisville Metro Police Department Detective Joshua Janes, who was 40 years old, as well as the current LMPD Sergeant Kyle Meany, who was 35, with federal civil rights and obstruction offenses for their roles in preparing and approving a false search warrant affidavit that resulted in Taylor's death. The second indictment charges former LMPD Detective Brett Hankinson, who was 46 years old, with civil rights offenses for firing his service weapon into Taylor's apartment through a covered window and a covered glass door. The third charging document and information filed by the Department of Justice charges LMPD Detective Kelly Goodlett with conspiring with Janes to falsify the search warrant for Taylor's home and to cover up all of their actions afterwards. Janes and Meany are the ones that are in connection with the alleged false warrant. That first indictment contains four counts in it. Count one charges that Janes and Meany, while acting in their official capacities as officers, willfully deprive Taylor of her constitutional rights by drafting and approving a false affidavit to obtain a search warrant for Taylor's home. The indictment also alleges that Janes and Meany knew that the affidavit contained false and misleading statements, omitted material facts, relied on stale information, and was not supported by any probable cause. This indictment also alleges that Janes and Meany knew that the execution of the search warrant would be carried out by the armed LMPD officers and that it could create a dangerous situation both for those officers and for anyone else. Who happened to be in Taylor's home. According to these charges, the officers tasked with executing this warrant were not involved in drafting the warrant affidavit and they were not aware that it was false. This count alleges that the event, this. Offense resulted in Taylor's death
1: It's just so Awful like the story is just so Awful but then when you just read out the Cold hard facts like that Quinny like It's just it is so it's heinous. really hard
2: It's, it's a really story. really hard and it that's is, yeah. one Of the that's one of the reasons why I really did Just want to read it right from it yeah. is Because also like the biggest One of the biggest tags of this case is Like say her name like say Brianna's name It's like so important but also what's Important is to say the names of The men and the, and the women that did this. Yeah, that abused because their positions. 100%. It's like, it's so, it's so crucial. Now, Goodlit was charged, Kelly Goodlit was charged with conspiracy Containing one count. It charges Kelly Goodlett with conspiring with Jane's to falsify the warrant affidavit for Taylor's home and also to file a false report that covered up the false affidavit. So it's like <laughs> not only did they cover that up, but then they just go higher up and they covered it up too. It's lies on lies on lies. Get it is. All of this. And one of the most important parts of this is that these charges announced today are separate from the other charges that were previously filed by the Commonwealth of Kentucky against Hankison, related to the shooting at Taylor's home. The federal charges also allege excessive use of force with respect to Taylor and the person staying in her apartment. Violations not included in the Commonwealth case. So they also have these other investigations that have that have nothing to do with these charges. Yep. So they're still not out of the woods with this yet. Some of these charges, some of them can be charged with, sentenced with up to 20 years in prison for yeah. this. On August 22nd of 2022, Kelly Goodlett, actually pleaded guilty. And so her sentencing, she has not yet been sentenced. That will come soon. And we will update you on what her sentencing is when that happens. The most Recent update and last thing that I wanted to talk about it is on December 7th of 2022, famous musician and artist Lizzo actually won an award on the People's Choice Awards and it was the People's Champion. That's the award that she won, like, of course, because she's just such an amazing amazing person. And of course what she did to accept her award is she brought out like 12 basically female activists and she literally said like if I'm the people's champion then I want to give this like to the people basically. She like brought these women out and she introduced each one of them and the very last one that she introduced was Tamika Palmer who obviously created and started the Breonna Taylor Foundation which is still ongoing today and if you want any information about it. You can go to the justiceforbrianna.org website for any more information. But she basically went right on the award show and saved Tamika Palmer for last and basically just said, you know, we will continue to fight for justice for Brianna, continue to say her name, gave a shout out to Tamika for everything that she's done to continue to get justice for African American men and women who are killed by white police officers. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh. Yeah, she's the best. Um, She is a
0: class. She
2: really is. Honest. She's the best. She really is. It makes me so happy for her. Yeah. Because the $12 million settlement she got didn't mean shit. No. Like, this is the kind of justice that she needs Mm -hmm. for her daughter, you know? So it's great. It's great news. Yeah. Uh, we're
1: we're ready. Okay. 20s, oh. We've arrived. Okay. You're oh. welcome. Katie is going to take us through the Casey Anthony update <laughs> and Carly and I are going to try to behave. And we're going to bear. I'm with not up. making promises. Child. No,
2: all of our, we're our just listeners. Gonna bear try. We're just try. going to try it. So to remind all of our listeners, Casey Anthony. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. just take a breath casey anthony was acquitted of charges for killing her daughter kaylee two-year-old Kaylee's skeletal remains were found on december 11th of 2008 just a couple weeks ago a special was released on peacock and it's called the title of the special is called casey anthony where the Truth Lies is I'm the title. I'm already, I'm already upset. I'm already hate it. Where the Truth
0: Lies. in my it. opinion, lies. I would
2: just like to name the title of it Lies. lies. That's yes. what I would like it Lies, to on, lies okay? on lies on lies. Lies on lies on lies. <gasps> the main bullet points of Casey Anthony's special basically include this. The girl still maintains her innocence to this day. The special's main focal point in every episode is George. Its other focal point is that Casey lied because she had to. The special contains three episodes. Season one, episode one is titled Why Lie? And it's for the first time Casey Anthony opens up asking only to be heard. Season one, episode two is remembering and it's Casey Anthony's struggle with her trauma and realizing how it has influenced her very strange behavior. Season one, episode three is titled What Remains? And it's Casey Anthony revisiting the memories of her child's disappearance. And she tells us what she thinks happened. There are a couple of small things that I did find interesting. It's very much like what Quinny said before we actually started recording this podcast. And a lot of it is the same stuff that Casey said 14 years ago when the trial was actually happening. She still claims very much a lot of the same things. She's still in the special says that she actually worked at Universal. Now this kills me. <laughs> you Can can't. Universal, please verify.
1: <laughs> I if, I Universal want a W or something <laughs> like Can black Universal out her Studios, social security number and show me
2: the document show me that she
0: actually that she worked there. Here's the thing: Univ- I won't even Ooh. believe the document. I need to see I'm telling with you with my own eyes someone confirm, confirming that she was there. Oh on yeah, the she clock. says with a uniform, she actually says she, working. And
2: mm-hmm. she says it was years. Oh, I worked there for years. For years, she, she says. Years. Here are a couple things that I did find semi, semi mm-hmm. compelling. There are Maybe
0: some. I love, I love your There are a couple. There are some.
2: <laughs> one of them, one very, very strange tidbit of the puzzle. Is that apparently when they found her remains, Kaylee Marie's remains, she was wrapped in a blanket and duct tape. Now, what is very weird and I found so strange is that apparently that is how George used to wrap the animal's that died in the family when they would lose a dog or a cat, George would wrap the animal in a blanket and then put duct tape around the blanket. And that's how he would bury the animal that would die in the family. Okay. That's semi-interesting to me. Says Casey. Says Casey says Casey there's, no, is because there's no, involvement, no no but you're right
1: from her family at all no, no one in really her family isn't. is involved right. in this at all
2: no there isn't no, no one, one no one no the only people that back her up and support her are in fact the people that fought for her like her her attorneys her her attorneys are the, the only doctors. people <laughs> that totally believe her so that I did find interesting and a little bit weird that it's like maybe the duct tape wasn't actually over her mouth that maybe because she was so deacomptured Composed. It could have been that the duct tape was actually wrapped around her and that Mm -hmm. it just, you know, after deterioration in time, it had just fallen to be around her face Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't actually stuck to her skin. So I found that semi, like I said, semi compelling. Let's say, let's even go wild
0: and say it is true. Let's get real crazy. So what? So he did. Right. Doesn't mean that she... She literally saw him do it, according to her, with all the animals that died. So that means she can't replicate it. Right. He literally says later on, I was doing everything my father did. I learned from him. So Uh So then what are you saying?
2: Yeah. Right. Works right. And that's a great point, Quinny, Ooh. because that's what she says so much is. And the right. whole thing is it's George, 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 like the, the everything. I learned about all my bad George behavior from it. him. I'm only bad. And this of is why I did it. And this like, well, is why I lied. Every reason he done it, just like he did. Every reason that she lied was apparently allegedly because of him. Now, I will agree that during the time of this case, the media did blow it out of proportion in a lot of ways as we see time and time and time again in a number of cases Mm -hmm. that we cover multiple cases where the media Mm -hmm. takes one thing and blows it up to be something else a lot of there is a witness one of Casey's friends one of her close friends who Mm -hmm. who defends her to this day who says that a, a couple of the pictures that were portrayed in the case in the trial as well as in the media of Casey partying were actually old pictures and they were not pertaining to the days, the 30 days following Kaylee Marie being missing. So one for example, there's one that where her head is over the toilet. That was her 21st birthday. And they have proof that it was mm-hmm. actually her 21st birthday. The media put this picture all over. Like it was right after the baby had gone missing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not the case. Now uh, we've seen that before. The pictures from the bar where she's got the blue shirt on and she's all happy and shit. Oh yeah. She was promoting her friend's brand new bar. So those are all legit. Like mm-hmm. that actually happened. She, but what? She Claims is, oh, you know, I was promoting my friend's bar, so that's why I was happy. I don't care because if your child is missing, you're not going to be promoting your best friend's bar. All right, and guess what? Your friend would understand why you 100. So maybe that's a tidbit. You know, you know, something that we can sort of look at as a, okay, maybe. Now, the other one that's weird and that's kind of a new one that she's saying is the whole special. She says, well, when he brought, George brought her to my arms and she was soaking wet. Kaylee. When you yep. brought her Kaylee. Yes. Okay. And he came out of the house and that Casey was outside and he comes outside, George, with the baby and the baby is wet and blue. She says she was lifeless and she was wet and she doesn't say anything else about it. She doesn't say what happened. She does not say and what they happened say, after and the producers say say, no she doesn't say shit and the producers say is there a chance that she could have gotten in the pool and this is what she says now when they try to ask her about the day of what happens I don't remember I don't remember she keeps saying I don't remember right but when they ask her if the fucking ladder was in the pool bet your ass this girl is 100% certain that the ladder was not in the pool so Mm -hmm. there was no way that the baby could have crawled okay so let me get this straight Casey so you don't remember Remember, everything is blurry the day of and oh I, I don't know I can't remember but you specifically remember that the ladder was not in the pool why can you remember these very specific things but then you can't there remember it's other things it, it's so so it happens
1: triggering multiple to times me. in that in that special where yes. she says stuff like I've never had good sleep in my life One of the producers says, how did you sleep, Casey? She's like, I've never had good sleep in my life. And then later on, she says that she slept through Kaylee being taken out of the bed with her. And that's when she wakes up, doesn't see the kid, goes outside and George brings her to her dead. Yeah. I'm like, how do you? Where do you add those up? Like, okay, so you've never been a heavy sleeper. You've always been a light sleeper. You talk about your father coming into your room at night and abusing you. So you've never been able to sleep, but you slept through the one moment when your child lost her life. To me, this is
0: telling me, just like Crystal Wilson calling 911, Jesse's missing. Except every other time, he comes back in the wee hours. Except this particular time, I decided to not wait until he comes home.
2: Right. So in the final episode, she basically says she thinks that George actually smothered the baby. And the reason that she thinks that is because when she was eight years old and the abuse started, if she made any noise or cried or did anything that George didn't like, he would take a pillow and he would smother her. And that's what she claims. And so she says she thinks that he was doing the same thing to the baby and that he didn't want to get caught abusing her. So he probably smothered her or, oh, she was probably wet because he drowned her in the pool. And that's what happened. And he used it as a cover up that she like crawled in the pool. But I know that that wasn't the case because the ladder wasn't there. So my dad must have killed her. That's what she claims in this special. She
1: literally says, he used to put a pillow over my face. She says this on camera to her defense attorney for a quote unquote for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like has never up to this point until this special was filmed. Mm -hmm. Told her legal team that that would happen to her. Until this is filmed.
2: Brand new. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. And they ask her also, well, oh, okay, Casey. Well, what about the fact that, you know, during the trial first, you said it was your brother, right? Because during the trial first, she said Mm -hmm. it was her brother that was sneaking into her bedroom and uh, feeling up her breasts is what she said. If you want to get actually descriptive and technical, that's what she claimed is that he would feel her breasts and touch her inappropriately and that it was her brother. But then later in the trial, it seems to me that somebody might've maybe, said, oh, let's take this one step further and let's put it on George as well. And so she just made the story while my brother was doing it. And then my dad was also doing it too. And it's like, so I talked to my mom about it. My mom is like, she said a lot of things in this special that were really common of an abuse victim. And I was like, okay, absolutely, mom. I agree. You're right. She does. She says some things that are very, very particular to a victim. And I'll give you an example. For an example, she says this one thing, which really creeped me out. It really did. She says that every time you would come to her room, she could smell his cologne. Mm-hmm. And that is That's very, very strange because uh, what's very common for an abuse victim is when you're being abused repeatedly, repetitively by someone your senses start to pick up on other things that are warning signs to you that your body and your brain are reacting to the abuse. And so you would, for example, smell them coming before they come because it's your body's way of telling you, Hey, this abuse is about to happen right now. And it's like giving you a warning. So, so my mom made a really great point that that is very believable. It's extremely believable, but this is what I want to say. And this is what I want to point out. Has been working with her defense attorney for the past nine years, ten and a half half years, ten and a half years, over a decade. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reading this girl has read case. Mm -hmm. after case after Mm -hmm. case she's Mm -hmm. read victimology reports she's read abuse reports she works helping children of abuse okay so this girl has been studying and researching this shit for a really really long time who is to say that she is not able to pull some of those tricks out of her pathological lying ass when a peacock decides they want to do a fucking special. exactly, I watched the whole thing and I tried so hard to give her the benefit of the doubt because I never want to ever discredit a victim ever once in my life. Do I right. want to be someone that does that? So I tried, but when you constantly watch and listen to someone lie and lie and lie to cover up another lie and another mm-hmm. and, and another, double
0: down and triple
2: down and how can you enjoy? And, and quite frankly, George is the same way. He he yeah. lies so much. Yeah. I mean, that it's he a family lies. thing for sure. It is. for sure. And so it's like, it's just hard to believe anything they really say at this point. It and like really we is. like said
0: before, let's say she is 100% an abuse victim. That's
2: terribly it's terrible. What yeah. does terrible. have anything to do with the murder of exactly. the daughter? We
0: can separate those two things. She can be a victim and also be a murderer. And none of that is an excuse for no. the lies the manipulation and the death of the two year old death of, of a child. Yeah. Innocent child. Just none mm-hmm. of it is an excuse. She no. in the clips I saw, she's like, I made sure that my father was never ever alone with Kaylee, even as an infant.
2: And that's not even true either. It's and we know true. that's not We no. know that it's, it's not, not true. true. We know that's not true. You know, what she I mean? was leaving her with them all the time when she was exactly. supposedly going to work. Who can forget the
0: crazy, insane conversations while she's in? jail they and they family. show
1: they show a good yeah. portion of those in the special like that and it's just... re- it's really difficult to reconcile her story you can with it the is. way yeah. that she is excitedly is. talking to her happily Giggling, and excitedly talking to her joking. parents
0: right
1: yeah it's right. hard it's There's just no and if you
0: know quote unquote no they killed
1: your daughter well she no 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 no, no. casey says she believed that Kaylee was fine the entire time, time. that she was yep. missing. After George brings Kaylee to her, oh. Casey said she collapsed and George took her away. And he said, Casey, she's going to be She's going to be okay. Especially she's to the okay. man
0: who you say has never been alone with her because right. you didn't want him to abuse right. her like he abused you. And then
1: she says that for the next month, she was receiving instructions from
2: George on, on what, what to, to say,
1: do. how to say it, yep. what to do. Z- Nanny Mm -hmm.
2: the nanny was George's idea. That was all George's, all uh, of his story. He
1: said, whatever you told your mother Mm -hmm. is the story that you have to go with. That's what she says.
2: Right. And she doesn't say that her, okay, you're absolutely right. She doesn't say my dad killed her. Like she Mm -hmm. doesn't say that, but she very much says, she points to all the time that if it were to be anyone, it would be him. He blames him for literally everything in the world. Everything in the world
0: that has ever happened. Truly everything. She
1: does have real anger toward her mother. Yes. That that cuts through the camera. Yes. Yes. That you are like... Holy shit. Like the yes. way that she talks about her mom, she has daggers for Cindy mm-hmm. Anthony. The way that she talks about George, I mean, there's a lot of long shots of Casey just like sobbing yeah. for like way too long. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yes. we get, it. Got like, it. We get we got it. it. We got it. Yes. We got it. We got it. We got it. This is, she's obviously very upset. And this is, you know, okay. The way she talks about George is very not angry. And, and the other thing too. It's just, oh my it, God, it's hard. It's just hard mm. to understand. And like we said, she was abused you're terribly sorry for her and that is a horrible thing but it's just very I really struggle
2: like that Mm -hmm. towards your dad that did that to you you're not gonna and not only that if your father was doing that to you you, are, your father would never. Not only would he never be if allowed to be around your child, you would probably like you would never let your child even be around them at all. Ever. See, that's another one of on my. She was trying.
1: She said she was trying to get out. That she was sure. trying to. She's working these parties at events at clubs with her boyfriend. Okay. She's getting paid in cash. She's trying to get her and Kaylee out of the house.
2: I just don't believe it.
0: I just would say, okay, she's abused by George for years and years and years. She's feeling however she feels about that. Then the anger with her mom comes into play. Let's say maybe it's partially because of what's happened, the abuse, and the fact that maybe her mother didn't do enough to protect her from the abuse or get her out of there as a child, you know, whatever. You, like, We've dealt with that line, that story before mm-hmm. in other victims, right? Yeah. Let's say that. Okay, fine. You're trying to get out. If you are that upset, you're that angry, you're that hurt, you're that troubled, you're that much of a victim by both your father and your mother in different ways, you would still not let your child be watched by them No. Nobody else. No. Even if you are working to get out, you would still find anybody else. Right. Watch your child.
2: If your father was like, oh, your daughter's okay. And then she was just gone for 30 days, but your dad is telling you that she's okay. Yes. And you're just going to believe them.
1: I was totally brainwashed by him. Like he no. had total control over me, which is again, I wish I really struggle with because she says I did everything that my dad ever wanted me to do. I did everything he told me to do, and then when you look at our Casey Anthony episodes, she doesn't listen to a fucking word her parents say. Exactly the gas. So game. it's like okay, the gas game. you know, like <laughs> okay. she's a she's a nightmare. She's stealing checks. She's de- like she's get she's getting into all sorts of like devious behavior, taking well, money, stealing cars. Like she's doing right.
0: shit. All this, but then I saw the clip of her saying. Well, I'm doing all of these things because I did everything my father did. I learned from. What he's always done. Yes. Yeah. And then she says, it wasn't to try to manipulate or hide what I had done. It was XYZ. Well, what do you mean what you had done? Yeah. Because in the context of what she said, yeah. it seems almost as if she's talking about what she had done. What other thing would she have done that we're all talking about? You know what yeah, I mean? And Katie's absolutely right. She suddenly has
1: amnesia about, yes. I don't remember. I don't remember. Everything. Don't, but I, the she,
0: she doesn't even remember what she
1: said. Oh, to I the blacked
2: out. Yeah, she doesn't blacked have, out. like,
1: she has. no she she has no you know no knowledge it's just uh it's It's like okay
2: okay casey and then
0: they're showing her videos of hayley now granted they're exploiting that to like get a 100 from her 100 million percent but when they say hey casey like how does this you know how do you feel like when you look at this or what do you think when you look at this everything she says is about her i remember being happy i remember feeling safe I remember being here. You know, yeah. Me, 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 me.
2: The really weird one is also George's video at the memorial, though, when he's talking mm. about that's creepy. It is with creepy. the freaking tasting her sweat. Tasting well, her no. sweat? Well,
1: no. Okay. Because well, he says, the, I'll never get to smell the sweet smell of Kaylee's sweat. Kaylee's sweat. I have she said that before. Being outside I have said that before about my nephew. I've been like something about like when the when they're asleep, especially like on you and they're sweating, it's like the sweetest, it's like it when, when, when adults sweat, wakes up it from stinks. A nap. Yeah,
2: exactly. When adults sweat, it's, it's yeah. When yeah. Sweat, 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 like it is. Like, is. I get it. It's like a baby, like I a know. baby smell. I know, but it's, it's creepy. creepy. Fucking weird. It's it so fucking weird, it is it is fucking weird but the weird. fact that it's one thing in on if that you i'm like i have said that as an answer right. you know right. what i mean
0: and like sniff it for a- <laughs> yeah.
2: right. you're not yeah. saying it in the middle of a memorial for the death of your yeah. granddaughter it is, yeah. it is he strange. is
0: awkward as hell he is creeped creepy you know, but if that was the only yes. thing just that one thing he said fine like we can yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like that's fine it's that compounded with all of the other weird creepy shit obviously right. off yeah. Yes. Family. Like it's obviously a very toxic situation. and Oh, for sure. Like Absolutely. they're obviously they're, better uh, not problems. talking to each other. Like, yeah. They're better off. But she
1: says she just to run down the timeline for her. She yep. says she was raped by her dad from ages age eight to 12. And then she was almost raped by her brother from ages 12 to 15. And then she was raped again when she was 18. And that resulted in Kaylee. She told yep. the guy she was dating at the time or shortly after that he was the father but he wasn't the father. She had lied and she never told him that she was raped. And then he got a paternity test and found out, obviously was very upset. And that's what leads us up to Tony Lazaro in the time of the murder and all of these things.
2: That's what leads up to just more of her lies. Lies. It's, it's
1: It's very, it's a lot of very bad, horrifying things to happen to someone pretty consistently over time. Mm-hmm. a lot of rape experiences i mean look at from Lisa in the family
2: for no. sure from
1: in the family but, and then also from outside the family it's just those I feel like those situations are you don't hear about them as often like mm-hmm. you there's prolonged abuse within the home or mm-hmm. there are people who are sexually assaulted by strangers mm-hmm. but both of not them, usually
0: both together
1: like right. and then or, it's really I mean,
0: Again, you could argue Lisa McVeigh that happened too. it's true it's, it happened it does, yeah, it it does, does happen. happen it is it, it's
1: yeah. just, you know the biggest questions that I had going into it were where was she when you said she was with the nanny and right. what about? About the internet searches and period. she
2: says she says oh my parents knew the passwords they knew my passwords
1: yep she says that it was a family computer everyone had each other's passwords when her cell phone pinged at home at 251 on the day that kaylee was last seen someone under casey's account googled foolproof suffocation and george is clocked in at work that day by three o'clock he is calling the anthony house by 302 she yep. still maintains that it was him and that he yep. used her password it's just all of these things that are like for him to be like George Anthony is a creep. I'm gonna say it. He creeps me out and he's awkward as hell. But to be like a fucking criminal mastermind Mastermind. who is like
0: moving the pieces around to manipulate. I just it. it's very just to make Casey's life a living hell. Like for what, what like we, for why for what? For what purpose? Like exactly
1: the whole time I'm like starring this question in my notes. Where was she when you said she was with the nanny? Right. She says she was with me. And I'm like, no, hun. But she was when you spell. were at your parents and Kaylee was not there, where was Kaylee right for the eighteen months leading up to this? To to the last time she was seen, when you right. would say she's not with me, she's at the babysitter's. Where Fair. was she? Never answers it. Never addresses it. Says she was with no. me, which makes which, as we know, makes absolutely no sense. Nice. It's just so crazy. And I know we don't want to really spend is. this whole episode on Casey Anthony. There's so but much we more. could, but There's we could. so much more to say. But I will say, finally, she does not accuse her father of murder. Her daughter, but she says, and I quote, I'm not accusing him of murder, but it wasn't an accident. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is lawyering 101. Yeah. When you see what Casey Anthony says, When you hear what she says, you need to look at it three times. Mm -hmm. You need to look at what she says. You need to look at what she didn't say. And then you need to consider both at the same time. She is accusing her dad without legally slandering her dad Mm -hmm. and leaving it open to the imagination for everyone who hears it to convict him in their mind. Meanwhile,
0: she's kind of, you could argue, speaking a truth about herself. Exactly. Like literally. Because it's open.
1: Because it's about what she's not saying. It's about what she's not including in that statement. She has had media training. She's been coached. When they put her in front of that camera, she had had sessions with someone who was like, and this is how you speak. And this is how you sit. And this is how you move. And like, yeah. Like, come on. Also, how much money did you make for the Peacock special, Casey? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. know. How much were you paid? And as soon as you received that check, did you go file a wrongful death suit against your dad? Right. Because if there's no criminal charges, uh, why don't you take him to civil court and sue him for everything he's worth? She right. threatens in the episode just to report George for yeah. all the sexual abuse
0: from years. But she years says, ago. there's no statute of limitations,
1: so go get justice for your daughter. Then
0: She's nobody's not. Char- no, one do has, that. no one has. No one has charged George that. Anthony with. You have connections now in the legal field. You can easily. Like I don't understand. Like sure. if the, all of these claims are true, what are you waiting no, for? No, no. No. Yeah. Like, something ain't mm, clean and the milk Quinnies. Something ain't, it's not even milk at this point. It's not It's even,
2: fucking not even it's milk. It's
0: fucking milk. It's not. Something
2: ain't clean in the orange juice Okay, that is
0: fucking,
1: That's fine. $4.99 that I will never get back Honestly. Okay, and And again, abuse is not okay. And it, if you or someone you know is being hurt at home, there are resources in every single one of our episodes for abuse victims.
2: I'm filtering so much shit right now that I want to say. Believe, believe me. Oh, Quinny. Believe me. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly doing it for you, Mom. So you can freaking really just appreciate it. Okay. Because you I really, like, really like appreciate me right, right now.
1: Uh, okay. Enough All about right. Casey Anthony.
2: Let's, Let's talk move on. About Delphi. The- oh, this right, would be a Quinties? good, this is right. a little bit happier.
1: So we have an update in the Delphi case. As you, Quinny's, know, we did cover Delphi on the show. We are so happy to report we have serious developments in this case. Quick recap on Valentine's Day of 2017, the body bodies of Abigail Williams 13 years old and Liberty German 14 years old were discovered after they never returned from a walk across the Monon High Bridge in their hometown of Delphi Indiana police have been pretty much silent about this case from the beginning we have had very little details they did reveal a couple of sketches of a possible suspect, two completely different sketches released years apart, like very bizarre. And of course, the video that Libby took on her phone that revealed the man saying guys down the hill that has been released to the public. During the time, during the, you know, five years since this happened, the families of Abby and Libby have suffered not only the pain of losing these girls, but just total character assassinations online and accusations, straight up accusations from the community. It's just nice that they are getting real definitive proof that they had nothing to do with this. And yes, it's just, I agree. It, it feels good because exactly. the last time I we agree. talked about this, we just talked so much about their parents and their grandparents being accused of horrible things that never really made any sense anyway. So in July of 2021, Delphi actually opened the Abbey and Libby Memorial Park in memory of them in Delphi, Indiana. So that's up and running now. And then in December of 2021, we have keegan anthony klein is it keegan or kegan i've heard people say kegan I've and kegan
0: but
1: okay so we're gonna go with keegan anthony klein under the social media profile anthony shots he was soliciting nudes Yuck. from underage girls and the police asked the public for any information they could provide about this profile have you interacted with it whatever keegan thought it was a good idea to appear on hln for a jailhouse interview and he said he had quote no idea why the police were looking at his catfishing profile oh i have an idea <laughs> because you are soliciting nudes from underage girls man i think that well, might be why i don't know well, um and he also said in that interview that he he may have been the last person to talk to Libby. So this guy was catfishing one of our victims. So makes sense why the police want to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, He said he also gave up his DNA. He did a hair follicle test. He denies any involvement in the murders. He has not been charged in the Delphi case in any way, but he does face 30 charges in Miami County and the probable cause affidavit revealed that he was actually questioned by police regarding two separate other investigations 12 days after the murders occurred. So they have been, he's been on the radar for mm-hmm. quite some time now. And we cut to Halloween of this year. Quinnies, Doug Carter of the Indiana State Police, he announced the arrest of delphi local richard m allen he's 50 years old under charges of two counts of second degree murder and at that time the probable cause affidavit which is the document that they forged in the brianna taylor case that's the document that actually gets you to go and arrest someone you have to submit that to the court and the court says okay you can go pick this person up." And at the time, they sealed it. They didn't want the public to see it. So, Delphi is an extremely small town. It is a population of 3,000. Seems like everybody knows Richard Allen. He was well known in the community. He worked at the local CVS. He is a licensed pharmacy technician. Many Delphi residents commented they were absolutely shocked when he was arrested. He was known to frequent a place called JC's Bar and Grill in Delphi to play pool. He's usually accompanied by his wife, they would come in three or four times a week. Sources say he would comment about how awful a tragedy this was, but kind of everybody said that, you know, kind of everybody says that when it comes up. But then the Indiana Journal and Courier said that the families of Abby and Libby would also go to that bar very often which is just so creepy and weird. Yeah. The idea that the man who is eventually arrested in this case is like at the bar, like regularly, like regularly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's weird. And obviously
1: like innocent until proven guilty. We have no idea. You know, we, we don't know, but still weird ass coincidence there. Libby's grandmother, Becky Patty, whom Libby also lived with at the time of her death said that Alan had actually processed photos of Abby and Libby at the CVS at no cost to the family after this happened. Like he wow. specifically did that kindness for the family, which again, real creepy, real, yeah. real creepy. In retrospect, don't. Love so that. No, don't no, love it. no, 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 no. And I believe her. I I believe Becky Patty. So on November 29th, a few weeks ago, the probable cause affidavit was posted Mm. online and it says that it's eight pages, but I only saw seven pages, but here are some of the key takeaways. Okay. And this document is redacted because there are witness names, eyewitnesses in the document. Mm. There's a lot of blanks that I'll read here. Couple things that we did not know. Until now, through interviews, reviews of electronic records, and review of video at the Hoosier Harvest Store, investigators believe victim one and victim two, which is how they're referring to Abby and Libby, were dropped off across from the Mears Farm at 1:49 p.m. on February 13th, 2017, by blank. The Mears Farm is located on the north side of County Route 300 North, near the entrance to the trails. A video from the victim from victim two's phone shows that at 2:13 p.m., victim one and victim two. Encountered a male subject on the southeast portion of the Monon High Bridge. The male ordered the girls guys down the hill. No witnesses saw them after this time. No outgoing communications were found on victim two's phone after this time. Their bodies were discovered on February 14th of 2017. A video recovered from victim two's phone shows victim one walking southeast on the Monon High Bridge while a male subject wearing a dark jacket and jeans walked behind her. As the male subject approaches victim one and victim two, one of the victims mentions gun Quinnies. we talked True. about this we in don't. our episode we talked about the possibility hmm? of, of him having, a gun. Of him yeah, having yes. a gun so it's confirmed near the end of the video a male is seen and heard telling the girls guys down the hill the girls then begin to proceed down the hill and the video ends a still photograph taken from the video and the guys down the hill audio was released to the public and assisted the investigators in identifying the male victim one and victim two's deaths were ruled as homicides. Clothes were found in the Deer Creek belonging to victim one and victim two, Mm. south of where their bodies were located. So it's very likely that they were not dressed in some way. So we know that now. There was also a forty caliber unspent round less than two feet away from victim two's body. Mm. The round was unspent and had extraction marks in it. So what that means is that it was not fired. The round, like Like out of someone's hand or something basically. So it it had extraction marks on it. So it came out of the gun. So sometimes when you um, rack a gun or cock a gun, you can toss a round out of the gun that never is actually fired, but it still comes out of the gun. Mm -hmm. Right. So True Crime Garage does a pretty good breakdown of this. Nick owns guns and was kind of explaining he's not a gun expert, but he was like, if you rack a gun, sometimes you will lose a round. Mm -hmm. And there are certain
0: marks that can be on it just from that. Just from it being okay. there.
1: Right. So we also learned from the probable cause affidavit that Richard Allen came forward to investigators at the very beginning of the investigation saying, Hey, I was on the bridge that day. Lots okay. to unpack okay. there. Mr. Allen was on the trail between 1 30 and 3 30. Sorry, I'm reading military time. So I'm like, What time is that? Yeah. Mr. Allen was on the trail between 1 30 and 3 30. He parked at the old Farm Bureau building and walked to the new Freedom Bridge. Now, You'll remember Quinny's. They were very interested in a car that was parked in front of the old CPS building, which is the old Farm Bureau building. This Mm -hmm. is the same building that we're talking about. There was a car that was awkwardly parked there and the police wanted to talk to the person who owned that car. Mr. Allen said while at the Freedom Bridge, he saw three females. He noted one was taller and had brown or black hair. He did not remember a description. He did not speak with any of them. He did not see anybody, although still he stated he was watching a stock ticker on his phone as he walked. He stated there were vehicles parked at the high bridge trailhead. However, he did not pay attention to them and he did not take any photos or videos. So he comes forward and says, this is why I was there. I walk mm-hmm. this trail all the time. I'm there all the time. There are some pretty eerie descriptions from eyewitnesses in the probable cause affidavit describing a man in canvas type blue jacket blue jeans, kind of having his face covered. And then another person in the same group says that the man was in a black hoodie, black jeans and black boots. So this just goes to show you, like you can all see the same person and remember it different entirely. And it looks
2: differently to you. Yeah, 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 that's
0: true.
1: But again, what if it is two people? Because what if we're seeing people? Like what if we're seeing a couple different people there? So then on October thirteenth of twenty twenty-two, Alan is again interviewed by investigators. He said again, yes, I was on the trail that day. He said he went to the Monon High Bridge to watch the fish in this October thirteenth. 13th interview which is different than what he initially mm-hmm. said and then later he said that he walked out on the first platform of the bridge and he walked back he sat on a bench and then he left he parked his car on the side of an old building that remains the same he told investigators that he was wearing blue jeans and a blue or black carhartt jacket with a hood sound familiar he advised that he may have been wearing some type of head covering as well. He also claimed that no one else saw him except for the juvenile girls, the three juvenile girls he saw east of the Freedom Bridge. He also said he owns firearms and they are in his home. They talked to his wife. She said he does have guns and knives at the residence and he still owns that blue jacket that he was wearing that day. So they do execute a search warrant of his property on the 13th as well. Among other items, they pulled out jackets boots, knives, and guns, including a Sig Sauer model P226 40 caliber pistol with serial number U625627. This is the gun that left the unspent round in between the two bodies. So the ammunition that is left at the scene is from that gun. They ask Alan about it and he says, While he did carry a gun, he has a gun license that was uncovered from like, I think he got it in 2008. He does carry a gun, but he says he has never fired it on the trail Mm -hmm. and he has never, Mm -hmm. um, there's absolutely no reason why an unspent round from his gun would be anywhere near that area. Hmm, Right.
0: okay, okay, Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: They've positively ID'd his car. And there's some speculation about did he tell them that he was driving a different car when he talked to them in 2017? And then they talked to him in 2022, and he admits. the car that he was driving or they figure out, cause I guess the Allens had a bunch of cars, like a bunch of different vehicles. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm really, I'm not so clear about that part, but the probable cause affidavit is just to convince a judge that this guy needs to be arrested. That's okay. it. That's, this is what we're saying. This is all it would have taken to go to Brianna Taylor's apartment and arrest whomever was inside.
0: Mm-hmm. It's right. not
1: the whole case. It's not all of the information that they have. The here, there's a hearing that's been set to determine the validity of a gag order on the request of the prosecution and Allen's request to move the trial out of Carroll County, that's going to take place on January 13th of 2023. We will keep you updated on that. And until then, there is a temporary gag order, which stops prosecutors, defense attorneys, law enforcement, families involved, can't talk publicly about this case at all until that January 13th date. After this affidavit was released, Allen's attorneys, who are apparently both very good attorneys, really put a press release to just rebut the whole thing. My client's innocent. You know, we Mm -hmm. believe he's innocent. He believes he's innocent. He had nothing to do with this. The prosecutor at the hearing to unseal the affidavit said that they were not comfortable unsealing it because there could be other parties involved. Right. The defense grabs this and says, well, if you think there's other people, then what are you doing arresting my client? Like I don't like basically I don't understand what that has to do with Right, they're using it. that to their benefit is yeah. what they're doing. The defense attorney actually goes after people who have been calling in tips and he actually says, "Quote, I don't know if they got some tip from quote some podcaster trying to get into the limelight." Uh-huh. And I was like you listen oh, to straight up people. Don't even you're start a, with me. A you a do, you do not <laughs> even. Don't you be coming for the pot Like I'm like, come yeah, on. Yeah, don't be man. hating on the crime
2: podcaster. Yeah, he said he's
1: like, I've only been on this case for six days. I I I'm not you know fully comfortable with all the details yet. I'm like, you should listen to a podcast about it, yeah, buddy. Like maybe. you should get caught up. How like about I down the hill,
0: maybe. Maybe Just like maybe.
1: check it out. They're also trying to make a big deal out of all the political shit that's going on in Delphi yeah. right now. I don't even want to go through that, Quinnies, because it, it's really more of a distraction than anything else. Um, but we will keep you updated. This is the, yeah. f- this is the furthest that this case has gotten this yeah. whole time, it's you huge. know, it's and it's huge. just crazy that they were talking to him in 2017. Yeah. It and is. it's really speaks to the cops because they never said gun. They never told right. us about the gun because right. this whole time they've been trying to identify that round
2: that's and true. they finally did. That's very they finally true.
1: did. And they, you know? And the defense attorney's like, "Well, he never are you telling me that he would have gotten rid of the gun? He never got rid of the jacket. He never got rid of the gun. It's like, well, he had no reason to." Exactly. no one's said anything who said anything about a gun exactly it is it's exciting it i can't is, wait to huge. see where it goes and i can't wait till Damn. we go to trial and we can actually find out some detail more thing. detail yeah. yeah and like what what he was even doing out there like yeah. it's just everyone has been like it's just such a shock i had no idea i know thanks quinnies we'll obviously keep you updated i only puked in my mouth two <sighs> times
0: Yeah. Uh, oh during it God, um, never again with her. Never, she's, she's out. Again, she's I out. Can't. I'm so mad. I just could. Stop.
2: Yeah, we did it, listeners. Now we're done. Okay. Listen to straight up evil.